0: Welcome to Psyche Magic, a podcast about waking up to the subconscious via our nocturnal dreams. I'm your host, Jordan Hale. I'm a psychotherapist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Together we'll learn to befriend the unknown and her deep well of wisdom. While aspects of this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is never meant to take the place of therapy. Welcome back to Psyche Magic. I am so glad you're here. I'm having the best time making these episodes and I'm learning so much from my guests. Making this podcast has become an accountability practice for me, making sure to take time to dwell in my dreamscape a bit longer in the morning and keep this practice sacred and a priority. I wanted to share a little bit of feedback that makes me so happy. I've had listeners tell me that they are finding the podcast to be calming and enjoy listening to it before bed as a way to wind down. I'd say this episode is a soothing before bed episode for sure. I'll also be experimenting with a meditation break in the middle of the episode and a dream intention setting segment at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that and let me know what you think. You can drop me a line at psychemagicpodcast at gmail.com or leave me a review if you're an Apple podcast listener. I would absolutely love to hear from you. On this episode, I talk with the incredible Ray Zaragoza, who truly blew me away. Ray is a singer-songwriter who just wrapped up a tour with the band Delta Ray and is co-host of the Create Well podcast about the intersection of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. As you'll hear in our interview, Ray has a really powerful practice around using dreams as a method for inviting intuitive messages that help guide her life and ground her. Some of her stories remind me of a method of therapy for treating and processing trauma called EMDR, or Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Not coincidentally, this treatment uses rapid eye movement, the same type found in REM sleep cycles, which, you guessed it, is the cycle of sleep where we dream. These eye movements create conditions in the brain that allow the unconscious emotional material to integrate into the conscious parts of the brain, allowing us to make sense of our experiences and reduce the level of nebulous distress due to unprocessed material. The brain makes natural associations in different clusters of memories that are related, thereby making the unconscious conscious. Just as the physical body is wired for healing, the emotional brain is wired for healing as well. It just needs the right conditions to do so. Practicing good sleep hygiene is essential for so many reasons, and making room for this emotional healing process is one that often gets overlooked. Ray and I also talk about a shared favorite book. Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. We talk about a few of our favorite myths and fairy tales that she cites in the book, including the Russian myth of Vasilisa, which Pinkola Estes interprets as a tale of female liberation, a journey from subservience to strength and independence, She interprets Vasilisa's encounter with Baba Yaga in the dark forest as the wild feminine principle that Vasilisa has been separated from, which by obeying and learning how to nurture, she learns and grows from. Ray and I talk about the ways that we get cut off from our intuition, which really means we are cut off from self-trust and inner knowing. Kinkola Estes writes, quote, The doors to the world of the wild self are few but precious. If you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much you almost cannot bear it, that is a door. If you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. Unquote. Now, on to my interview with Ray Zaragoza. Please enjoy this clip from Ray's song, Warrior.
1: Spend my summer in the van, St. Augustine to Michigan, held my breath.
0: Ah, Ray Zaragoza, welcome Hello. to Magic. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. Yes. Um, I had the pleasure of getting to see you perform live here in yes. Nashville recently at Americana Fest, and it was, it was transcendent. Ray, like I had not seen live music in a really long time. Wow. And I honestly, I was so emotional. It was so beautiful. Your storytelling was fantastic. So engaging. I had the best time. And then I got to meet you, which was an added bonus. And now here we are. So thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you got to come to the show. That show was super
1: special. It felt like I felt like I definitely needed that and it's been so long and not, you know, haven't performed for so long. So I'm
0: so glad you were there. Yes, it was. Rad. Yes. The vibes, you're right. The vibes were really like, weird. they were high. Yes. I was feeling high vibes, <laughs> high vibe moment, high vibe <laughs> moment. Oh, okay. So speaking of high vibes, um, mm. I have been, just doing a little experiment where I pull one tarot card just to get yes. the interview started. Are you I love down? It. Do you yes, want to do please. Okay. <laughs> this is my trusty Smith deck love that I've it. gotten love for it. Like years it. and years and years. And as with most people who are into tarot, I have too many tarot decks. I collect them like crazy, but this one just always like gets me where I need to go. Love it. Love it. I love tarot. I love it. You do? Okay, cool. I yes, do. I do. I've had
1: some really... Like crazy accurate readings in my day.
0: <laughs> it's, amazing. yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. When it, yeah. When it really hits home for you, like that's just, it can be such a powerful experience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think we found our card. It is calling. Oh, right. <laughs> here we go. Are you ready? Wow. The world. The world.
1: Okay. Oh, gosh. Wow. The world.
0: I have chills. Okay. For the listeners, the card that I pulled for Ray is the world. And the world is what's known in the major arcana sequence as kind of the culmination, like the final card in that sequence. Mm -hmm. But as with all things symbolic, which of course like tarot is... Mm -hmm. The world is also known as both the beginning and the end of a cycle. Wow. It's not just completion. It's right. It's also a new beginning. Yeah. And so this card is so powerful. There's a lot of symbolism in this card for the listeners. So there's there's a woman in the center. She has this gorgeous like purple cloak wrapped around her, two wands in her hand. There's a laurel wreath wrapped around her, which is a symbol of just like success culmination mm-hmm. and then in the four corners are the four different signs of the zodiac being represented. Wow. So there's just balance in all areas for her. And she has reached like the end of this like really powerful journey. And then another door opens at that end. Ooh. So talk, talk to me like what comes up for you? Like when you see this card, what do you what are you feeling? Oh I feel
1: a lot, a lot. Like I definitely have felt this like new beginning and ending right now. I mean, like, okay, so there's so much, but <laughs> like this past, the past, like four months, I feel like a lot has ended and a lot has begun. I let go of my management that I've been working with for three years, um, who I loved, but was ready to move on. I am considering moving back to Los Angeles after living in Long Beach for a while I had a falling out with a friend a couple of days ago that was really difficult or not like a falling out, but more of like a, for now we are have like, decided to take space from each other. There's a lot of people in my life that I haven't seen in a long time because of COVID and have started to like, see them again. And like, just, I don't know, like almost like these really dark feelings of like really deep sadness of like. Oh my gosh, like what did I lose in the past 2 years? Like it's like we all went into our pots of like these one or two people and then like everyone else we just let go of for a while and there's so many people that I miss dearly that I'm like ready to incorporate back into my life mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, <laughs> somewhat safer now. And then I have all of these new projects that I'm working on. And uh yeah, so I don't know, those are the many things that come to yeah and also like I've been with my boyfriend for about a year and then you know talking to him about like possibly moving in together and like all these things where it's like big changes that could happen or could not happen so it's like it's it's a weird place to be I definitely have said like I feel in limbo in many aspects of my life and going back on tour again for the first time in two years all of that just feels like okay what is done and like what is coming back and like what is new, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, that's where it took me. Well, um,
0: and <laughs> yeah, just, just, you just, know, just all of yeah. those
1: places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just
0: a couple of things. Yeah. Um, No, but that's what the world is all about. The world is all about the big picture. Yeah, And it's also really cool that you just mentioned that you've got a tour coming up because the world is also a card that is about travel. Travel. Sometimes literally. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So that's so exciting. We'll see kind of as our conversation unfolds about not only what's going on in your waking life, but also your dream life and what's being reflected. We'll see kind of how the world plays in with what okay cool coming up. Yeah. yay <laughs> okay so you were kind enough Ray, to share with me before we got this interview going just kind of brainstorming some ideas it sounds like there's been some really interesting things coming up for you dream wise yeah. And there's a lot of different directions that we could go, but I just would love for you to kind of walk us through either a recent dream that feels like you want to explore a little bit more or a dream theme that has played out kind of through your life. That feels like something that might be, you know, relatable or that might resonate. Yeah. Where do you want to start?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll talk about this recurring dream I've had like, throughout my life. I don't really get it anymore but I definitely have dreams that have something to do with control. I have a lot of control dreams and um, my head vigorously. Yes. Um, Dreams where I don't know. I'm someone who like definitely strives to have a lot of control in my life, like to my detriment. And i think my, in my dreams, it's like where I, I lose control, like whether it's like, I'm trying to run and I can't run or I don't know. I'll have things where I lose things in my dreams and I can't find them. Yeah, lose people or or whatnot. Um, but this one recurring dream I had for a while, especially in high school and like beyond, was I was in the back of a cop car, and I would like kind of wake up in the cop car, look straight ahead, and there was a it was like driving really fast down like a a dark empty freeway, and there was no one driving the car, and I was in the back seat. And then in different versions of the dream something else or someone else was in the passenger seat in the front seat. And I kept like trying to get into the driver's seat, like trying to get through, but I couldn't, like, I literally, there was like an energetic partition that I could not break through and get to the driver's seat to drive the car. And it was just like driving straight. Like it wasn't even driving out of control. It was like totally just like driving straight ahead, but there was no one in the car driving it. And there was someone in the passenger seat. And so I've had that dream like a handful of times over my life. And I remember my brother was in the passenger front seat once. And like, there's been like just random animals or like random, like people I don't know, or just like, I can't even really remember, but that was always a weird one. And I just, I couldn't get to the front. And I think I always like thought about it, like, okay, this was like me trying to gain control of something that I can't control or something like that. That absolutely
0: makes sense. Well, because sounds like the element of this dream that was changing or shifting was not necessarily the content of what was happening it sounds like it was usually that same kind of journey but the yeah. thing that was changing was the other people that were kind of bearing witness to this process for you totally totally yeah you said that this dream was especially like salient during high school yeah and i'm wondering kind of just what like what that time was like for you like what Were you someone who thrived in high school? Were you not? Like, what was that era kind of characterized by? Yeah.
1: High school, like I had, I guess it had its good moments, but it generally like sucked. I mean, I like moved to California when I was 14, like freshman year of high school. Because you grew up in- I grew up in New York City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in New York City, I had so much freedom. I was so independent. Like by the time I was in middle school- I was completely independent. I like got myself to school. I took the subway. Yeah. I checked in and checked out of my home like morning and evening and then we were completely on our own. And then I moved to California where it's like you're 14 like you don't have a car. Mm-hmm. I you know I couldn't drive like all these things and so I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't like really walk many places and that was really hard for me. Super hard for me and I felt like I lost okay. my independence. Yeah. I went to a very, like, I went to Beverly Hills High School after having gone to... I spent time in LA, so I'm, I'm familiar. Oh, yeah. nice. Yes. After having gone to a very small performing arts middle school. And so I was totally a fish out of water and um, didn't fit in with any of the kids there and definitely felt like a lot of it in my life was out of control, you know, and I, I definitely had tons
0: of anxiety. In okay. high school and like well that's the time in our life developmentally where our brain is trying everything that it can to make us fit quote-unquote fit in like fit in right. whatever box that we are placed in mm-hmm. um that's just the brain's like main activity during that era of life exactly so
1: yeah it was kind of, it was like, I was like, I don't, I would never want to go back to high school. I was going to say, I know you're making kind of like an
0: icky, like, face and I'm like, oh, life is way better now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, two things that really stand out to me about that dream. One is that the fact that it's a cop car, like the yeah. fact that the setting of this dream has something to do with, cause I don't know, at least for my own associations, when I think about a cop car, I think about like matters of authority or like- Yeah, 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 Years. Right. And I wonder if that like brings anything up for you. I know. I don't
1: know. Like I've always had trouble with authority. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> never really have ever say, had like- a like, true like, artist. Like, yeah, I'm like, I've never really had a boss or like, and when people tell me what to do, I like, I have a total meltdown. So I guess that makes sense. But I, yeah, I mean, I've had like tons of dreams where similarly, there's like this like energetic force in front of me. So I can't run. And it was the same thing in that car. It's like, I couldn't get to the front seat. Um, And so in these dreams, it's like, I can't run.
0: Yeah. Like there's a physical barrier. It's just a, it's like an energetic, like an understood
1: yeah. barrier. It's not physical. It's just like, also like, I just remembered like this other recurring dream I had at the beginning of the pandemic, I, for the first time in my life had so many plane crash dreams, like a bunch, like the week of the like stay at home order, like lockdown, like March, 2020, every night I had a plane crash dream. And this one was so awful. Like it was so traumatizing. Like I remember like there was a plane crash and then it was like, the plane was underwater And, um, my parents were there and my brother and his girlfriend were there and I had to like decide who to save. It was so crazy. But anyway, yeah. So I had all these plane crash dreams and I was supposed to get on a plane to, um, DC to play at the Kennedy center, like literally like March 21st or something like, uh, the weekend of the stay at home. And I remember like, I woke up and I'll have like these, like, intuitive messages that I'll get as soon as I wake up where it's like, it gives me a, a message. It's like in between the state of the dream and the and waking. It's like right in between. Liminal. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was like, don't get on that plane. And I was like, oh, weird. And it ended up getting canceled. So I didn't go on the plane. So it wasn't like, don't get on the plane as much as it was. You're not going to get on the plane. Exactly. Um, because it was canceled. But um, I kept thinking like, I grew up in New York city during a nine 11. I was like eight years old and lived like within evacuation zone in Manhattan, Mm -hmm. on nine 11. And so I almost feel like my brain was like processing danger and trauma as like plane crash nine 11. Like it was almost like this like weird thing. And it was like, we're about to go into another like global crisis. And this is how my brain is warning me. It was so weird. It was so weird. But anyway,
0: I saw it, of that. <laughs> it, I, the fact that your brain just kind of spat that out and reminded yeah. you of that. I like that is what is so, I guess, just exciting to me about the idea of looking more closely at our dreams because the more that we, put our focus on them, pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. The more that our system gets this signal that I'm, I'm listening, like I'm paying attention. I want to hear what is in my subconscious. I want to understand. And so the more that we put our focus there, the more that our system gives little like breadcrumbs like, Oh, here's another, here's another important thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. I also, it's it's so incredible to think about how like that symbolism for you is mm. so personal. It's like for mm. any other person, they could be having a, you know, a, a plane crash dream that could mean something completely different for right. you. It brings up all these like really important pieces of like the fabric of your history, what fear means, what fear feels like to you specifically. Exactly. Yeah. And the beginning of the pandemic, we were all just riddled with fear. We had no yes. idea what to expect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I know a lot of people had some crazy dreams that
0: week. (laughs) Yeah, I want to come back to the kind of like intuitive bend that your dreams tend to have because I think that's really cool. But before we do that, I also wanted to ask you about the way that this dream, this cop car dream, yeah, of evolved because you mentioned that like over time you kind of having it, it changed. So like, what what happened there?
1: Yeah, I mean. I, I, it's hard to like remember because it was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure like once I was out of high school and I started ta- ha- being able to take more control of my life, mm-hmm. it stopped happening. And it was like maybe I was like trying to save the person in the front seat or whatever, and like realizing I like can't save people,
0: you know? And like I say because that was happening in your plane dreams. Yeah. Too. Who do I save? Who do I save?
1: Yes. Yeah. I always have dreams of like I'm I'm supposed to save someone and. I think that's definitely like something I carry like in my family or in like my life and my friendships. I feel like I'm always like, I'm here to like help or save someone. And like, that's not really like the best mentality to be in all the time. And so I think once I started realizing that like many things are out of my control. And even if I want to save something or someone or whatever, like a lot of times like things are the way they are and you just have to accept it. And so, yeah, I think once I started understanding that more, I stopped having the dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying rings so true for me, like as a Mm -hmm. therapist, I am, I'm a helper. I'm a fixer. Like that was my role, like in my childhood and my family. And there's a huge kind of shift in the psyche that happens when we can get to a place where we start redirecting that energy back inwards And do that kind of personal healing, personal saving instead of trying to displace it onto someone else. Totally.
1: Yeah. That's definitely something I've learned where it's like, usually like even with my boyfriend, I'll be like trying to like, uh, help him and like all these different things. And I was like, oh, I should make a list of all these things that like you need to like remember to do or something. He's like, why don't you make a list of things that you need to remember to do? (laughs) Like, I've got an idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, it's so easy for me to like, my mother does it for sure. But it's like, instead of focusing my, the energy on myself, it's like, let's focus it on everyone else. Like, how do I fix everyone else? Cause if everyone else is good, then I'll be happy.
0: But it's like, mm-hmm. that's just not a, a winning journey. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm honestly, now that I'm hearing you speak about it in that way, I'm looking back at the world card and I'm feeling a little bit more of that energy of like, okay, there is so much to do. There are so many people that need help. Like it's overwhelming. Yeah. And so it's, That kind of balance of like okay am I healing and helping myself so that I can give instead of just like trying to heal and fix everybody else and then getting pleaded I see some of that
1: exactly 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 and then you end up like resenting everyone else for it when like you kind of started
0: it (laughs) yeah true I know okay oh my brain is just like buzzing on that note we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back This is a meditation to give the thinking mind a break and to check in with the body. This is particularly useful as a grounding exercise before bed. Start by taking a smooth, deep breath. Notice the sensation of the air moving into the body and where you feel that the most. Pay special attention to the exhale. And as you continue breathing this way, see if you can notice whether the exhale starts to stretch out and lengthen. Now, bring up an image in the mind's eye of a ball of light hovering just in front of your face. This is a healing light and you can make it whatever color you choose. This light represents the brain and body's ability to heal itself. Now, imagine this light moving up through the top of the head and feel the sensation of the light starting to melt into the body. Noticing if it's warm or cool. noticing whether there's tingling or another sensation. Just breathing, paying attention, letting the light move down through the face, letting it linger in any areas of tightness or tension in the shoulders gently inviting a release and deeper relaxation. Letting the light pass through the torso, the arms, the muscles of the back, upper and lower. down through the hips, the thighs, the knees, calves, and the feet. If you need to, feel free to pause the recording and repeat this a few times if that's helpful. This light is always available as a resource to you whenever you need to drop into the body and be present. Thank you for joining me in this moment of meditation. Stay tuned for an exercise for dream intention setting before bed at the end of the episode. Now back to my interview with Ray Zaragoza. Oh what's going on? Okay, you yes. So the thing that you said that I wanted to come back to was the kind of intuitive dreams. Can you tell us more about that? Like how has that like played out for you? What has what has unfolded yeah, so meaningful? I've had tons of intuitive dreams.
1: Um the first one I ever had, like, this is like when I for like when I was in middle school, I had this dream. Um, and in the dream, it's like someone came to me and they were like, You have an overdue library book. And yeah. I was like remember those Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. I was like, excuse me. And they were like, you have an overdue library book. And then I woke up and I like heard that in my head. And I literally like looked around the apartment and I found this book. I was like, Oh my God, I totally forgot that I took this out. And it was like so deep in my subconscious. And then I opened it and it was due that day like that morning. So like I had like that day to return it.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: It was so bizarre. And like, it was so just like weird, deeply in my self-conscious, but it felt almost like this, I guess that's not really intuition is more just like remembering something, but it was like this first time where I was like, Oh, like my dreams have information for me. Yes,
0: exactly. This is part of the function
1: of, of why this happens. Yeah. And Then like what other intuitive like dreams have I had, but, Oh, I'll get like information. Like it's like, right. I said like right in the middle of like this and this, and it's like, if I go to sleep, like and ask a question. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go to sleep, like praying on a question. Sometimes I'll wake up and in that like middle space of being asleep and waking up, I'll get the answer. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like, uh, should I break up with this person or, should I go on this tour or is this the right collaborator for me? Like,
0: yeah. Like big questions.
1: Yeah. Sometimes I'll get interesting little bits of, um, of intuition. I think one time I got this intuitive hit that was like, I was seeing this guy Mm -hmm. and he was kind of like, I don't know, like all the things I thought I wanted like a lot of like all these things on paper like on paper. Yeah. Everything on paper. And he ended up being like the worst and Mm -hmm. that blew up in flames. And then I remember just like thinking about what, like I did everything. Like I did all the manifesting and I manifested someone I felt like was exactly what I was looking for. And like, it didn't work, like what's going on. And I literally got this information and it was like, you got who you wanted and now it's time for you to get who we want. And like I don't even know who we is. It's like my ancestors or God uh-huh. or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I met Drew, who, my boyfriend, who like is so many things that I. My dad's an actor, and I was like, the one thing I don't want to meet is an actor. And then of course, like my boyfriend's an actor. But it was just like so funny because I was like, oh wow, like this is like my ancestors having they're like laughing, they're like haha. Like- yeah. <laughs> well,
0: and that that hits on the kind of thing that comes up a lot for me in tarot because tarot is one of the main ways that I tend to communicate with you know spirit or my guides or whatever yeah but those answers often feel like that it's like that illumination of what is ego what is this more kind of like earthbound lower consciousness versus like what is more of the higher purpose or like my higher true self true knowing And so it's it's usually that the answers are not necessarily so cut and dry, but they can illuminate the difference between those two place it for you. Yeah, and I love that you say that like this always happens for you in that in between, like in that like yeah in between sleep and wake place. That's just such a magical realm, like that kind of liminal. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Now I like don't really do anything until I get that feeling or that like information where I'm like. It's also why I don't drink. So like I don't drink, I don't smoke, really? I don't, yeah. I, oh, I don't even drink caffeine because I get more intuitive information when I'm not consuming those things. And like no hate on people who do. <laughs> That's so interesting. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, there's like spiritually, like I've I i do not know. I've always felt like so much further from my intuition when I'm like drinking. And so when I stopped drinking, I was like I got so much more intuitive things in wow. my dreams. And so I just stopped. Oh my gosh. Like all these things. I mean, I've like, I've seen everything play out. Like, you know, I write music on a, a children's TV show. I didn't know that. What is it what called? Is it's called spirit Rangers. <gasps> yeah. It comes out next year. So uh-huh. it won't be, it's not out yet, but, um, I used to have dreams about composing or like writing songs for children's TV. Like I remember I used to have dreams and even like daydreams like you know things like that where i was playing for like thousands of people but it was like broad daylight and um i was alone on stage and then i opened for a dispatch and like played at amp theaters like you know i was the, the first of three openers so like but when i played it was broad daylight it was just like some of these random things that like lined up this image is so familiar yeah there've been so many there've been so many things in my life where i'm like i've been here before I've done this before. It's already happened. I've met this person before, whether it's in my dreams or it's like whatever, you know. Call it. I don't know. But like sometimes I'm like not sure if it's like, have I intuitively known this was going to happen or did I manifest it? I don't know. What is really the difference? What is this- really the yeah the difference and how much can like I don't know. I, I I kind of like to think that I don't have too much like you know like what I've been practicing recently like mindset wise is like I have influence but I don't have control. So what it's going to happen to me, I can, I can somewhat influence, but I can't control it. And so maybe like, it's a little bit of the intuitive of like, you're going to get there. So if you work hard and you are centered and you do, you can get there sooner and better and in a more well way, but you're going there. <laughs>
0: yeah, that okay? That is a perfect segue, right? I knew this was going to happen. I knew yes. that this conversation was going to unfold where it needed to go. Yes. Now this is something because so okay, let's back up. So during your show, you called out one of my favorite books, which is Women Who Run with the Wolves. Yes. You said that you had been inspired by this and that you had written about this. And when you asked if anyone in the audience had heard of that book, I don't know if you saw it, but my hand shot up yes. like I was so excited okay yeah. so and in preparation for this interview I went I revisited that book a little bit oh, and good. it had been a while since I read it and I found this quote and I just feel like this fits so perfectly with what you're saying okay so in the book Clarissa Pinkola Estes talks about this. Well, she talks about several different myths, which I think is a powerful way to talk about intuition and yeah. storytelling. Okay, so she talks about the myth of Vasilisa. Um, And so this is like a young girl. She is, you know, not worldwise at all, yeah. right? The world again, she is not worldwise. She has not learned yet. And so she has, she is separated from her inner knowing. She's kind mm-hmm. of floating out there. She doesn't have access to it. And at an early age, she was separated from that inner knowing that inner wisdom. Yeah. So she has to go through this initiation process where she has to go through kind of the dark forest and has to kind of sift through all of the dark corners of the conscious in order to kind of be granted that light of understanding. Mm-hmm. And so what Clarissa Pinkola Estes talks about mm-hmm. is that like in order to regain our intuition, because for so many of us, we get cut off from that at different points in life, Totally. So we have to kind of go back into the unknown, into the subconscious via dream work, via any different kind of sort of subconscious method right. and face whatever is, is hiding there. And so we all have to find our method for doing that. And it sounds like you have found this really beautiful method that has worked for you time and time again, like it's become mm-hmm. time honored and trusted and it's really beautiful to hear you talk about that. Yeah, I definitely feel that
1: like, I'll go like a whole year and be like, oh, I've been like separated for that whole year. Wait a minute. Yeah. And then you almost like wake up again and you're like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm ready to like go back
0: mm-hmm.
1: into the dark forest.
0: It's so easy to get distracted. It is. It is. And it's so easy to get cut off from what we know and the ways Mm -hmm. that we know to take care of ourselves, to stay connected. Like you said, it's so crazy how quickly we can just kind of fall away or like fall out of the habit.
1: Yeah. It's like, even as like one thing in your life where you're denying that voice, whether it's like a lot of times for me, it was like dating the wrong people, but I, I almost had to, I had to turn off my whole intuition just to date them because I knew that they were not right for me or that it was not aligned but I didn't want to stop seeing them. So I had to turn off all intuition in order to do so. And that is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: fun at all. <laughs> um, definitely been there. Definitely. I think yeah. <laughs> that most of, most of us, most of our listeners are probably really going to resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I love that book. I would love to hear more from you about kind of like what you took from that book and like what it means to you.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, like I remember this one story that
0: really sticks with me. It's the stories, right? Yes. I just want to point that out. Like the stories are what stay.
1: Yeah. So there's this one story where it's like, there's this man and he has like this beautiful big mansion house. Right. And he's like, this is all yours. You can go in every room. You can have So much fun, like do whatever you want. This is your home. But there is this one room here. Do not go in that one room. Or this. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And then she like brings her sisters over. And she's like, wow, like she has everything, right? She has a beautiful mansion, beautiful husband. She's like royalty, but she can't go to that one dark place at the bottom of the cellar or whatever until her sisters are like, let's go. Let's, let's, like go to the right. I'm like not remembering it perfectly, but Mm -hmm. let's go into that room. Like until she has the key and then they open it and then there's like bodies there. Like he's like, he's like a killer. And then she tries to hide the key and like wipe the blood off and she can't, she can't, she can't. And then eventually like, you know, he, he finds out and then he tries to throw her in there with all the other people he has killed. And, um, This story sticks with me because I feel like it's so easy to chase, whether it be like, I mean, I think this story can be interpreted in like a number of different ways. Which
0: is why it's good.
1: Which is why it's good. Um, But one of them that I thought of right now is like, you can feel like you've had it all in material ways, like whether it be like all of the material success or material items, like this beautiful house or whatever and you can get it all. But there's one thing that there's something about yourself or this dark part of yourself or this dark part of life that you are refusing to open and you're not opening that door. It's like, what do you choose to ignore it or to face it and facing it will burst your whole bubble of what is perfection. And after reading that story, I was like, I never want to be in a situation where everything is perfect, except like there's this one dark thing. It's like I'd rather like live more truthfully. The thing we ignore. Yeah. The thing we ignore. Um, you have to face it and you have to accept it for face value. And you know, <laughs> the guy might be a
0: murderer. Um yeah. <laughs> You're talking about like sort of like psychic wholeness. Like, yeah. I'm holding up the world card again. Yeah. That's a conversation that I have a lot not only with myself and my own work, but also with clients about trauma, like process trauma and like that dark forest. What is keeping me from myself? What is keeping me from my wholeness? Because I'm afraid to look at it. I'm afraid to trust that I can work through it and handle it.
1: Yeah. And I felt that for like a lot of my life, I've had figuring issues with like body image and food issues and like things like that, that like many of us millennial women have suffered through. And it's one of those things where it's like, I will suffer to be perfect or to feel perfect. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, but you're still living in a house on top of like (laughs) a dark cellar of dead bodies. Like it's, you know, if you do, you have to acknowledge that it's like, you have to look under the blanket to what's what what your struggle is and so that's been like a way for me of healing of just being like i want to look into like all the dark places that i need to uncover even if it's really scary and hard
0: i'm i'm a little i'm honestly a little bit emotional because yeah. this is just a big kind of synchronicity moment for me because i'm in the middle of one of those processes i'm literally holding like one of those rocks and like peeking under it and going like, do I want to do this right now? Like, can I, I hate it. I hate it. It's hard. It's like, that is, that is an essential part. I think of human process.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, there's just like, those are the things that also like manifest in our bodies as illness, as pain, when we refuse to turn them over, they have to like exist somewhere.
0: Energy can't be created or.
1: Yeah exactly and like so you know I suffered from chronic migraines for a while and once I like started uncovering more of like the trauma of like why they were there they went away it's yeah it, it's like it's crazy it's like I always feel like I'm just going to like all these places where I'm like oh like okay now I'm good now I'm good I'm like oh no there's like more to go there's more to uncover now let's see
0: being done
1: it's never done it's never done like it's always just a constant like moving through that forest. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. Cyclical.
1: Yeah. And like my dreams are totally a place where I can like work on it in my sleep, <laughs> you know, like work through things in my sleep.
0: It's incredible that this is just built in for us. Yeah. It just happens. spontaneous, naturally. It's there for you. Yeah. Every night. <laughs> totally. Totally. I love it. Okay. Another question I wanted to ask you is because it sounds like you have really sort of got this time one method for working with your dreams in a way that feels really meaningful mm. and I wonder did you find that on your own was that encouraged like in your family like how did you come to this my best
1: friend I have to shout her out Kalina Jasper <laughs> who's a meditation teacher a reiki master she's amazing when we were younger, like 10, 11, 12, like we always talked about our dreams. And I feel like she must've given me the idea or it was like in a book that we read. We were always reading books together and stuff, but, um, were these library books? I know. Right. (laughs) Library books that were overdue. (laughs) So I don't remember exactly where I got the idea from. So I'm not really sure where to give proper credit, but Kalina has been like a huge inspiration for me and like all of my like truth-seeking dream exploration so yeah she it's all her
0: (laughs) oh incredible and enriching to have a friend like that and especially a young age you said 10 11 12 yes well I remember
1: I used to decode her dreams but I just like made it up like I was like 10 and she was like so what does this mean and I just like like I say like I made it up but I really was just like well this means this, this means like, it really, cause I knew her and I felt like I was able to kind of like intuitively tell her. It was just so funny. Cause I remember like later when we were like 19, 20, she was like, oh yeah. I'm like, you know, Rihanna decodes dreams. And I was like, do I? <laughs> I kind of just like made that shit up when we were 10 years old, but yeah, sure. I decode dreams.
0: Amazing.
1: <laughs> it was so funny. And she was like, wait, what? You made that up. I'm like, well, yeah, it's not like, I had like a dream decoder book or something. Wow. Oh, and we used to actually have it like later in middle school, we end up getting this dream decoder book, which is like huge. It was like this, like oh. you can't see it on the thing. It's like really thick, bright blue, and like definitely geared towards middle schoolers. <laughs> I think we got at Urban Outfitters of all places, but yes, that
0: was fun. Well, cause like how many times do you go through life and you realize that the thing you thought you were just making up was actually yeah. like really important, intuitive information that you were risking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you two could sort of like feed that process for each other. And it sounds like you still do. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> great to have friends like that I know oh my gosh um okay are there other things that are just like bubbling up for you right now
1: not really I feel like that was like kind of those are like the most important dreams I've really ever had but now I I feel like I just go in and out of like paying attention like this morning I had I had a dream last night but I don't remember it like I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm going to remember this. And then I didn't like, it's like, I have to be very conscious of it.
0: Exactly. It's, it has to be that kind of regular practice. I find yeah, it's totally a practice. Even though I, you know, I have a podcast now about dreams and yet I'll catch myself going like a good week or so and being like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't been paying attention at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And So yeah, I think our dreams are important information and I'm glad we got to have this conversation because now I can like dive back into it again (laughs) and really pay attention.
0: Again, yeah. The more that we're kind of like feeding it, the more that it will keep presenting itself and keep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. This is so fun. I know. Thank you for having me. You have like blown my mind. I want to have more of these conversations. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, I would love it if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about not only just like where to find you, but also what's coming up for you. Like, what should we be on the lookout for if we want to follow your work and
1: get to know you better? Absolutely. So, again, my name is Ray Saragosa. You can find my music at rayzaragoza.com. That's R A Y E Z A R A G O Z A.com um, or like at Ray on Instagram. Um, I also have a podcast called the create well podcast. Check that out. I'm going on tour throughout the West coast, starting in Texas, going up through Utah and Colorado and to the West coast for most of October. So if you're listening to this in October, come check it out. If you're in those cities and um, yeah just always releasing new music and just like doing stuff all the time. So check it out on my Instagram and whatever.
0: (laughs) I'm still getting to know Ray. I hope that this is the first of many conversations Yes. already say that uh, you are a mover and a shaker and like, you you are so inspiring. I love people who are like, they just have a lot of irons in the fire. It makes me want to like and make, (laughs) make some shit, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely am like a workaholic. I love like, I'm like a total like serial creative entrepreneur. And I just want to like, I don't know, I just want to do shit all the time. And it's just a blast. And so hopefully,
0: uh, yeah, hopefully there's a lot of good stuff coming. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm receiving an intuitive hit that that is absolutely true. Woohoo! Yeah. And that is so well aligned and just yeah, so beautiful to watch, Ray. It's so- I'm so I'm like I'm so glad we got to have this
1: conversation like you're so cool Jordan I'm like oh I love it it's so cool that you have this podcast and like really bringing this out for everyone it's so important
0: thank you I'm excited to see where it goes Yes. throw me to the This is an exercise for remembering and working with your dreams to be used affirmation style before bed. Since we know that energy follows thought, you can choose to write these next three statements in a dream journal, speak them out loud as a kind of invitation or incantation, or just repeat them silently to yourself. One, I invite the wisdom of my dreams to drop into my consciousness in the morning. Two, I remember my dreams easily. Three, I invite wisdom and guidance from my dreams. Now, taking a page from Ray's book, if there's a certain question you have at this time, you can ask that now. Great work. Be sure to take a few extra minutes before you get up in the morning to listen quietly and record any messages you receive in your dreams. Remembering that answers are not always straightforward. They may present more questions and food for thought practice trusting this process and see what unfolds. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you again to my guest, Ray Zaragoza. You are such a delight and your commitment to your work is so purposeful and inspiring. Do you have questions or a dream you want to share? Please drop me an email at psyche magic at gmail.com. That's psyche magic with a C podcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail via the link in show notes. I'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at psyche underscore magic. Psyche magic was produced and recorded by me, Jordan Hale. Editing for this episode was by Grace Fuse. Our theme music is by Young Summer. Artwork is by Annika Murphy. Special thanks go to Daniel Higby and Grace Fuse. You can check out information about this and other episodes on our website, ww.psymagicpodcast.com. Psychymagic is available via Anchor across all podcasting platforms. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and feel free to leave us a review if you're so inclined. Thank you so much for listening. I'll leave you with a question. If you must sleep through a third of your life, are you willing to sleep through your dreams too? Get your dream journals out, y'all. Until next time.